Welcome to episode 552 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Canada has decided to sort of challenge the fatigue of COVID-19. And a couple days ago, I did lose my smell and my taste. Now, some people out there who are fans of this show, they hit me up and they said, Chris, you've never had any taste. And I, I thought that was actually a good joke. I thought that was a good joke. But I will say this, when you lose your smell and your taste, it's not a good time to tell your wife that her cooking is amazing because they will take offense. Now look, I hope none of you out there get this. It absolutely sucks. It is like getting hit in the chest with a baseball bat. You are tired for an entire week at least, and I'm still starting to feel a little bit more energy, so I thought maybe I would do a show and get you guys a podcast about what's going on in pinball. All right, and I thought we'd do what we always do best on Canada's Pinball Podcast. I have some really interesting stern rumors and speculation that I'm hearing. I heard from someone who spoke to a very, a very credible stern distributor about stuff that is happening over at Stern Pinball. So you're going to hear it here first, some speculation and rumors on what could be coming from Stern Pinball. And I just want to say this. This is why people enjoy Canada's Pinball Podcast, because if we say this stuff, this will make Stern upset if it's accurate, okay? So let's see if some of this stuff comes to fruition. And then I just want to go down and cover what's been going on with the rest of the pinball hobby, manufacturer by manufacturer. We're going to get through this. It's not going to take too long. Oh, and for those of you out there, I upload a new music mix that's just like a four-hour music mix so if you ever just want to work out and just pop into that mix you could jump into any moment in it and you're gonna hear some good tunes I will say this this is what's amazing if you think pinball is what people come to Canada for the show of mine that has the most listens out of all of my podcasts with over 7,000 listens is my 80s music mix. So don't forget when you vote for the Twippies that Canada also gave you one of the most incredible music mixes that you guys are enjoying week in and week out, okay? Just don't forget that, that we're more than just pinball talk here. All right, so it is Friday, January 8th, and today we are probably going to see Guns N' Roses Collector's Editions unboxed. We've finally seen some images of the machine on the line over at Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, I know for a lot of you out there, this has been a moment you've been waiting a very long time. Since October 5th, when you placed your order for a GNR CE because they sold out in just one hour, apparently, you've been waiting for this game. And I know we all would have liked Guns N' Roses CE to come out somewhere near the launch date of this game because remember, they had a 100 LE is ready to go on launch day and then it was a very long wait now I just want to say for all of you out there who have waited for the collector's edition it's only been three months now when you look at the history of Jersey Jack pinball if I were to tell you that you were only gonna have to wait three months from reveal to getting this $12,500 masterpiece, you would have taken that every day of the week if I were to have told you that over the history of Jersey Jack Pinball. I mean, this company has usually made people wait a very long time. In fact, I think this is the fastest they've ever got a collector's edition on the line after revealing a game. But for some reason, people consider Jersey Jack to be capable of delivering on the same sort of timeline as Stern, and they're just not. They're just not. They're a smaller company. They're 
always going to be a smaller company, but they're always going to put more into their pinball machines because there's more attention to detail, there is more focus, and the team can apply their efforts and their resources to just one title a year. So that gives them an advantage to put more into a game. Stern obviously has its resources spread out across multiple titles. Stern is making 408 games a week, which is absolutely insanity. Whenever I see a picture of Jersey Jack Pinball's factory, whenever you see inside the factory, what don't you see many of? You just don't see many people. And I know part of that is due to COVID and the COVID restrictions, but even during a time of COVID, Stern had 408 games out in one week. So if you put a picture side by side of Stern Pinball and Jersey Jack Pinball, I think it would be drastically different. The amount of people, the amount of equipment, the amount of everything. It's just scaled up so much larger. Now, I would much prefer quality over quantity, so I'm not impressed by the size of Stern, but I am impressed by Stern's ability to get games out and get them out so quickly. And for the most part, let's give Stern credit. They are not shipping out 500 games of LEs that all have issues. I mean, they have their thing down to an art form as well. They know how to make these games pretty damn well, and most Sterns are pretty problem-free. There's just not a lot in them, and we'll talk about that with Led Zeppelin in a little bit. But this is going to be a great day for Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition buyers. Now, there is now going to be a focus on the quality of these games. Now, I have not seen people who have unboxed recent LEs having playfield issues, but these are the big ones. These are the collector's editions. These are the $12,500 games that are the prize possessions for many people out there. Will there be playfield issues? This is the moment of truth for Miracle Playfields. If people unbox their Guns N' Roses CEs and there are any playfield issues, it is going to be a public relations disaster. I hope that does not happen. I hope most people, I hope all people, I don't mean most, I mean all people who unbox these expensive games get what they paid for. So will that Mirko little quality assurance thing in the bottom left corner of the playfields, will that have done its job? I hope so. It still raises the questions to what went wrong at the beginning of this game's manufacturing. What did Mirko do incorrectly that led to all of those initial runs being pretty problematic with playfields? And what changes did they make? That's just one bit of information they'll never tell us is what improvements were made to ensure that it won't happen again. We're always going to be in the dark when it comes to them communicating how they fixed issues when it's stuff like this, because then they don't want everyone who got the game before that fix to go to them and say they want a fully populated playfield. But this is a very, very great day and a great weekend for all the folks over at Jersey Jack Pinball. I was talking to Eric last night about this. He's super excited for people to unbox these games. So we look forward to seeing all the unboxing videos that take place around this masterpiece. Now the next question is how long will it take Jersey Jack Pinball to make all 500 games? Now what's good about this is we can start to see how many games are going out a week. We can start to get a sense of what is Jersey Jack Pinball's capacity when it comes to manufacturing on a weekly basis. Will they make these CEs a little bit slower with a little bit more of a white glove service? Will they go over these machines a little bit finer knowing that these are the creme de la creme? 
of Jersey Jack products. I would assume that the CEs have to be handled with a little bit extra care, just knowing that everything going into them is going to be looked at with a finer comb. The other thing that was interesting is they shared photos of the Jersey Jack line, and I told Eric, show us something that shows the play field with the sparkle and all the glory. Like, they showed the upside down of the play field. Like, why are you hiding the most beautiful play field you've ever put out in the world? Why are you hiding it from us in your photos? And then the next was the cabinets. Now, now look, these cabinets are awesome, and I love both the LE and the CE cabinets. I think they're so uniquely different, and I love each of them for different reasons. But when I looked at that photo, I will say this. One thing popped into mind when I saw the photo of the Jersey Jack factory. I looked at it all. I looked at all the parts. I looked at all the blue bins, all the cardboard boxes, all the dollies, all the people, all the things going on in that photo. They have to build special wooden frames so the cabinets can slide down the assembly line. I looked at all of that stuff and I said to Brenda, I did, I said, Brenda, look at all this stuff. Deep Root Pinball has to have all of this stuff in-house before it can get its assembly line going for Raza. There is no way around it. If you want to manufacture these complex devices and these complex toys, you have to have all of this stuff in one place. And whenever I look at a photo of any pinball factory, it is so daunting. And I'm like, man, there is no way. It just feels like there is no way you could just turn something like this on in just a month, in just six weeks. This looks like a lot of work. You've got to get everything in-house. You've got to get every part in-house. You've got to get all the things lined up. You've got to get all the things in the right order. You've got to get all the people trained. You've got to get all the tools in the house. You've got to get everything. And then you've got to start figuring out how to make it all at once in an assembly line way. I don't know how you do this quickly. And I couldn't help but think about all of my friends who have pre-ordered Raza who are expecting them in February. And I keep thinking about how are they going to get games to people in like four to five weeks because we've already passed the first week now. And it starts to feel like unless we see images, unless we start to see some of that progress, I want to see some of that progress. People who pre-ordered the game want to see some of that progress. I don't know how you do it. And think about it like this too. If you're making 500 CEs of GNR, okay, that's a decent number. They're probably making two to 300 Razas. It's going to take the same amount of effort the same amount of parts, the same amount of stuff. Well, obviously not 500 parts, 300 parts, but you know what I mean? The same sort of line has to be in place. There's just no other way to do it. Is there another way to do it? And are we going to see that from Deep Root Pinball? That's what popped into my mind because they're building their manufacturing from the ground up. Will they build it to look like something like this? Or do they have a whole new system that we don't know about, that they're not going to share with us because it's secret and is proprietary? Man, I really want to see them share stuff. I do. I think people are in on it. So I guess this is my segue into Deep Root. There's not a lot of news. It really is just a waiting game. I've been reading the threads and I want to say that I'm starting to see very similar things between this thread and what we saw over at Highway Pinball. Now, before Deep Root wants to get its lawyers coming after me, I'm not saying Deep Root Pinball is Highway Pinball right now. Where I'm seeing the similarities has to do with the customers 
and the customer mentality. And I want to explain what I mean by that. I think the easiest way to do this is I want to read a pin side post by Mr. Frank Mack of Old Saybrook, Connecticut. And Frank wrote, I contacted DeepRoot also via email and received a reply extremely fast in regards to adding more options to the game and it was a yes you can. This game is going to be fantastic. By the way, it was a reply from Robert M. Talk about customer service. Thanks, Deep Root. It got six thumbs up. Okay. I was around during everything that went down with Highway, with Skid B, with Zidware. I'm not saying Deep Root is going down that road. But the similarity that I'm noticing reminds me of Andrew Highway. Whenever people had questions about their orders of Andrew's games, they always got Andrew on the phone. They always got Andrew via email. It was always the owner of the company, and he always made them feel really great, and they always left those interactions saying, I got the guy, and everything's going to be awesome. And I just want to say, if you reach out to Stern, you're not getting Gary Stern. If you reach out to Jersey Jack Pinball, you're not getting Brett. You're not getting the owners of these companies. And so I'm not saying that's a bad sign. It's a small company. But I'm saying I don't know why people think if they get an immediate response. And the response at the beginning is always very positive. It's always like, yes, of course you can do that. Yes, of course you can add that. Yes, of course you can customize this. Yes, 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 yes is the answer that everybody wants to hear. And everyone walks away feeling so overly confident but I'm just starting to see the same type of stuff happen again and I'm starting to see history repeat itself a little bit and people need to stop feeling so confident until they see manufacturing it's so easy for them to email you back what you want to hear it's so easy for them to tell you everything's great if everything is great and they are ready to make these games in four to six weeks like they promised you then why can't they show you what the progress is on that manufacturing line. And that's all I'm going to say on Canada's Pinball Podcast about it. But I think these owners, they're starting to see what they want to see. They're starting to extract this extreme level of positivity that I don't think should be there right now. I think you have to be still somewhat anxious and nervous about this, especially when history has shown us that the company has missed a lot of its deadlines. So why would this deadline be different? And that's the part about this community that I'll never understand. I could lose every single Twippy vote this year. You could never vote for Canada again, but you're just gonna hear me say stuff like this. I don't understand how this community, even after going down similar journeys, just forgets about everything just wants to have revisionist history, just wants to say that Deep Root's history starts right now. I saw Yellowbird saying this. He said that nothing that happened in Deep Root's past matters anymore. It's all about today and the future. Really? Is that how someone like Yellowbird looks at the world? Like the, the past doesn't matter? Does Donald Trump get to start over today if he says, I'm sorry? Does nothing else matter? No, of course not. We all are still held accountable 
to our actions in the past because past behavior is a good indication of future behavior. That's why you just can't ignore it. But I think a lot of these people want to create a vacuum around their optimism and you see it going on in the thread they've got this like bubble around them and everyone who's feeling the same way we are get into this bubble but anyone who's not feeling this way get out and that's okay because i'm saying this right now these guys are going all in it's either going to work out for them or it's not I don't think there's like a middle ground. I don't think these things are going to like slowly trickle out over time. I think it's they're either going to figure it out or they're not. And time will tell. But I'm just saying right now, that's my observation. I'm starting to see them huddle inside their vacuum. And the only thing missing from them this time is Hilton, who was the greatest, the greatest shill for Highway Pinball. And I think Hilton's been blocked by Pinside for life. So that actually might be the best news of 2021. No new pinball games could come out this year. And the fact that Hilton has been blocked on Pinside now makes that site so much more enjoyable. So I want to say thank you to the moderators over at Pinside for finally, finally doing the right thing. I mean, you gave him a three-month ban. He came back in like a bat out of hell. Unbelievable. Just can't. It's amazing to me because he loves pinball so much. Why would he sacrifice his ability to interact with the very thing he loves over arguing with people like why argue with people about this stuff okay so i hope you guys get your deep root games but i am noticing a very similar thing happening with this vacuum of optimism that sort of wants to have complete revisionist history and i don't think you can do that i think you have to remember what you invested in and it's not a short thing okay so let's move on to stern pinball rumors and speculation because i have heard a few interesting things now two of these things i'm going to tell you right away because they're not groundbreaking rumors you've heard these things before but i'm hearing more steam around these things okay so here's what i'm hearing with stern pinball here is the following rumors i'm hearing and the first one you've heard before but i'm hearing that they have figured out how to port over the white star system that ran lord of the rings and stern pinball is in fact still heavily pursuing a lord of the rings vault edition I say this with a grain of salt because we've been talking about the Lord of the Rings Vault Edition now for four to five years. George Gomez once said, all of the games that you want to be vaulted, we will vault. He didn't say when, he said we will. So so is this finally going to happen? After all of these years, are we finally going to get Lord of the Rings Vault Edition? Will Stern improve it? That's the other thing that I'm sort of worried about. So will they actually improve it if the game came out today? Would it feature all the action figures that were on the standard version of the game? Remember the LEs did not have the, the figures on the play field. Obviously, they will improve the artwork. Now, who would do the artwork for Lord of the Rings? I was thinking about this. Who should do Lord of the Rings artwork if they vaulted it? And I was like, man, what sucks is this. The one guy, and you know this, the one guy who is the perfect style for Lord of the Rings to improve what Stern had before, to just give it that step up, right, to make it more polished, is Christopher Franchi. His style is perfect for where this game currently is. Right now, it was like grainy Photoshop, drag-and-drop stuff, but he would be able to take the assets from New Line Cinema, make them look even better, 
And I think his style would be perfect for Lord of the Rings because you don't want it illustrated. It would look too comic booky. I think you need someone like Franchi to take all of the amazing imagery from the movie studio and enhance it and put it on the cabinet, put it on the back box, put it on the, the playfield of the game itself. So uh, if they do vault Lord of the Rings, I hope they find someone like Franchi to do the art package on the game. Now, I don't think Stern would really change much. This game is a classic. This is still Stern's like greatest game of all time, if you ask me. I think it's kind of criminal that some of you voted Iron Maiden over Lord of the Rings. I mean, get out of town with that. I know Elwin is amazing. I know he's got his new fan base. But you have got to be kidding me. Just on theme alone, Lord of the Rings crushes Iron Maiden. Okay, you know, you've got the Balrog. You've got the Magnetic Ring. You've got the, the Path of the Dead is probably the one area that they could probably make nicer, but I don't think they would change it that much because it's all coded in that way. So I don't think they would want to have to mess with that. But I tell you right now, if Stern Pinball vaults Lord of the Rings, they can pretty much just take my money now because I think this is the nicest Stern Pinball machine ever. And the other part I didn't even mention if they were to enhance is the display and the sound. So those are the two areas. Will they upgrade the LCD to be a larger LCD screen like in the new Stern machines or is it gonna be the DMD widescreen? And the sound itself could really use an, an overhaul. And if they made it sound much cleaner and, and, oh my God, just take my money now. See, what I would do if I were them is I would keep the animations from the original game and I would just make them bigger on the bigger screen and keep it like that. It would look awesome. I never had an issue with not seeing movie clips when I would see that game. Now, would I love someone to sort of put in the movie scenes when those scenes are happening? Absolutely. It would look awesome. Will Stern do that? Absolutely not. I mean, come on. Maybe Lord of the Rings Vault Edition is one of the reasons why their new EULA contract is out there in the world with everybody. Maybe they know this is happening and they don't want people to hack it up and put the Lord of the Rings movie clips in because they know how sweet that would be. Who knows? So Lord of the Rings Vault, nothing revolutionary there. The other thing I'm hearing is that, yes, Back to the Future. I keep hearing Back to the Future, Back to the Future, Back to the Future. Now, if Back to the Future happens, it's definitely going to be a Kapow, Joe Kamikow, Stern collaboration, which is great because Joe will help them get the right assets for Back to the Future. Back to the Future has been done before. So for them to do Back to the Future and for them to do it right, I really hope it's Keith Elwin. I really want it to be Keith Elwin. I really want them to give this game to Keith Elwin and to Lyman Sheets and do it right. Put the A team on the field. There's something about Stern getting back to the future that really makes me nervous. It just does. Like we just know that they're not gonna put everything into this game that someone like Eric Minier would do. And when I hear Back to the Future, all I want is Jersey Jack Pinball to make it. I mean, I would love it. I would love it if Dennis Nordman had Back to the Future and that was going to be the big game that Roger Sharp helped AP bring to market with Dennis Nordman. How great would that music be to our ears? I don't think anyone would disagree with me, but Stern Pinball has fumbled every major license recently. They've fumbled every major license recently. 
Look at Stranger Things. I heard from someone today. They said to me, Chris, Stranger Things is now a great game because of the code. I'm like, really? A year later after the game came out and now it's great? Nope, it's too late. I'm sorry. You don't get to have the movie in the theater for an entire year and every month you want to come back with new scenes then you want me to watch it a year later and, and give it a new review? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is no way that code would ever save what's wrong with Stranger Things. And I think people all feel that way. I know there are some fanboys of this game, but look at the sales of it. There's a reason why. And Stranger Things, when it came out, don't forget, when it came out, people were able to jump on it. This was pre-COVID. This was the last Stern machine everyone was able to jump on and play and say, I don't want it. I don't want it. And it wasn't just because of the code. It was because of the world under glass that they brought to us. It just didn't reflect the charm of that show. And, and that's what people have said, not just Canada, but the consumers all moved away from that game. Star Wars, they messed up. Game of Thrones, they messed up. Led Zeppelin, they messed up. The list goes on and on and on. The last time they got a major theme right was Jurassic Park, but that's Keith Elwin. Again, I always say Keith Elwin is his own company. He's his own brand. Keith Elwin can make DuckTales amazing, okay? It doesn't matter what you give the dude. He's going to make it amazing. But everybody else, eh, eh. Ninja Turtles was all right, but I wouldn't say that's a juggernaut theme. It's not. Unless your name is Jared, you don't consider that to be a juggernaut must-have theme. Aren't we grown adults? You know, when was the last time Stern took a huge property and did it justice? You know, the other one is Harry Potter keeps getting rumored. And do you really want Stern to make Harry Potter? Really? Do you really? It's like the last company I would give Harry Potter to is Stern. I wish I wasn't saying this stuff, but Stern, I know you're listening to this show. You haven't taken these dream themes and you haven't blown it away. You have not put that world under glass and you know it. It's not just about artwork. Like where is the physical world of some of these worlds coming to life? Like how do you put Star Wars and have a TIE fighter on a spring and just have a lazy LCD screen there? Like it's lazy, Stern. It's lazy. So back to the future and Stern. Okay, the final thing is the one that I don't think anyone's been floating around. And I heard that Gary Stern mistakenly said this while talking to a distributor. So are you ready? It's not that exciting because this shows me that Stern is still thinking too much like old curmudgeons and not understanding what people want. So I heard that Stern also has another music pin in the works. Great, we need another music pin, right? The rumor is this, that Gary Stern let it slip that they also have the license to make the Eagles. So if you're a fan of the Eagles, get ready, old guys. No, look, I like the Eagles, but really, really, I mean, I just feel like they're stuck. Like Stern is stuck making games for themselves at this point. I would rather have an Eminem pinball machine, like some hip hop. How do you have this entire genre that is taken over for the last 30 years and you don't have one pinball machine in the hip hop world, but we need the Eagles? I don't think so, okay? But that is what I'm hearing is that Stern Pinball's next music pin might be the Eagles or they have the license to the Eagles and it's coming down the road. 
Before we leave Sturm Pinball, I just want to say that Led Zeppelin has now been out for a few weeks, and I've been seeing some of the streams of the pro, and I've been seeing some of the feedback and this and that on this game. I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I do think Led Zeppelin, again, represents exactly why so many people are underwhelmed when Stern gets these big themes. There's nothing in that game that feels that special. Compared to Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin is such a swing and a miss, especially because they're billing this game as a concert-going experience of what it's like to go to a Led Zeppelin concert. And that's what Stern is saying to us in their own marketing materials. I think this game is just another average title from Stern. I think people have already moved on from it and they haven't even played it, and that says a lot. When people don't even care and they haven't even shot it yet, I think this game is going to go down as another one of a, like a Stranger Things, a game that just comes out, no one really cares that much, and no one's ever really going to care that much about it because we can see that not a lot of passion went into that game. How can you look at that game and tell me that that's the result of a ton of passion? How, how can you do it? How can you do it? All right, let's move on to American Pinball. American Pinball, I talked about them a lot recently. There's not a lot to say other than this. They are going to have to figure out a game people want. All eyes will be on their next title. For their sake, I hope it is a licensed theme game. If their next game is an unlicensed theme, I think David Fix is going to realize real hard why Canada's Pinball Podcast has been beating up this company for so many years. David, I know you're listening. There's a reason why unlicensed themes do not sell or sell very well. And I've been saying that you guys need a licensed game that people want. So hopefully, when we see the next game, you've got Mr. Roger Sharp on board and got us something. And hopefully, it does exactly what you said it was going to do and have all of the assets that we wanted to see in the game. Because after that introduction you gave us, everyone's expectations are now through the roof. So you have nobody to blame except for yourself for setting our expectations there. So I expect great things from AP. I think AP can deliver great things, but I don't think they can do this back and forth between licensed and unlicensed pins. That has proven to fail. It's proven to fail over at Stern. It failed over at Jersey Jack Pinball. It's failed everywhere. Anyone who's tried this, every new boutique that's came up with unlicensed games, they they failed. I mean, think about it. Spooky Pinball didn't start making money until they licensed stuff. So every single company over the last like eight years that has tried to make an unlicensed game profitable has failed horribly at it unless it was TNA, but we know why TNA was successful. But TNA is lightning in a bottle for Scott Denisi, and if you want to try to catch lightning in a bottle with maybe Legends of Valhalla, I don't know how you do it. If you were to look at all the homebrew games right now and the different pinball projects in the works, it's always the licensed ones that you should go after. And so we will see what they 
they do, but I think they're gonna learn that to go get those IPs with all of the assets you want is gonna be very expensive. And I think Davo's gonna have to invest. But I will recommend that they do this. David and Davo, I know you're listening. Make a game based on a theme people want and put everything in it. I mean, all the clips, all the music, all the actors, all the toys. Load that game up and you could sell 500 at $12,500. But if you try to do it for $7,000, $8,000, you're never gonna get it done. So I think American Pinball needs to realize how many games they want to make, and if they want to pack them, they're going to have to price them higher. And I think that's the hardest pill for some of these people to swallow because they still want to expand pinball and bring pinball to the masses. And let me tell you what's been expanding lately, most people's checking accounts, the amount of rich people who collect pinball is so insane and makes me feel so broke. Damn it, I wish I bought Bitcoin instead of damn pinball machines. We're no longer in the 90s. Like People didn't buy games like Cactus Canyon. People didn't buy games like Roadshow. People didn't buy games like Tales of the Arabian Nights. People didn't buy games like Circus Voltaire. People forget all of these original themes, Whitewater, throw them all in. These were not games that were meant for home consumption. They were meant for arcades. And to look at the Bally Williams error and think that you could recreate sales of those original IPs in modern times in which the home buyer is the biggest buyer of pinball is idiotic and every time people go down that road and want to relive the original themes of Bally Williams heyday and bring these games to market today guess what happens sales flop sales flop over and over and over again and nobody really wants original IPs they don't one strong license if deep root had made the matrix they would sell more deep root matrixes than all the original IPs combined you know this, I know this, why don't they know this? It always boggles my mind. I would just go all in on a theme that people wanted versus spreading all these resources out over all these original IPs. It just doesn't work. Who's left? We got Spooky Pinball. They're busy selling Rick and Morty's. No news over there. Uh, we've got Kingpin, which is still nowhere in sight. We've got Alien Pinball from the Pinball Brothers. Now, this is one that I've been reading up on because there was some miscommunication. Some people thought that Alien games were going to be unboxed in January, and some people think that production hasn't even started yet. So which one is it? Now, I heard both of these things. I heard stuff from Cointaker. I heard stuff from the interview. I'm here to tell you that I think it's highly unlikely that any of these games are going to be unboxed in January. Now, the wait for the Alien Pinball Machines now begins, and I do expect to see some aliens by the end of February, but no sooner. Because when you listen to the interview, they said the line had not started yet. But here's the other thing that's a little concerning to me. And let me just say this. So the Pinball Brothers come out and do an interview on the Super Awesome Pinball Show. Okay, great. What have you heard from them since? What have you heard from them since the order banks have opened up? Since money went to Cointaker, have they shown you a gameplay video? We've seen the game. There's pictures of it. Why can't they stream it? Have you seen anything else? 
Have you heard anything else? This is why I'm so done with all of these companies going on these podcasts and taking all this credit and doing all these victory laps and patting themselves on the back for how great they are because of their pinball intentions, and then they go radio silent. Have you heard anything from Deep Root since their order banks closed? Nothing. Nothing from the Pinball Brothers, nothing from Pinball Circus, nothing from any of these companies. You know, if I call over to Stern Pinball, I'm going to get somebody. If I call over to Jersey Jack Pinball, I'm going to get somebody. We hear from Jersey Jack Pinball and Stern every day on social media. I'm so tired, people, of us doing this time and time again. Like, we put all of this faith in these companies and we pat these guys on the back and then they go radio silent after they take your money. When are people going to wake up? When are people going to wake up and realize this is why people vote for Canada as favorite pinball podcast? Because I'm talking about this stuff that is actually the reality of this industry, that you just can't cheerlead all these moves. You have to be careful more than ever now. You have to be careful with your money because I think all of these things, all of these companies, all of these intentions, all of these games, it's not all going to work out. You think there's enough room in this market for all of these companies with all of these titles in 2021? There's not. There's not. There is going to be failure. There is going to be some success, but there will be failures as well. And that is why I like covering this market because it's so interesting to me that everyone doesn't just get together. Like, why don't all of these boutiques stop acting so silly? Why do they all have to have their separate manufacturing lines? Think about it like this. Why doesn't American Pinball, Deep Root, Chicago Gaming Company, why don't they all just get together and start one big pinball manufacturing facility. Think about this for a minute. Pinball Brothers can join, get everybody together. Dutch Pinball can be a part of it. Why don't they all just get together and have one factory where all of the games are made? Why not just do it that way and just have that factory build the games that your company designed? So it's like all of these things under one roof Why do you need eight separate pinball manufacturing locations on planet Earth? It's absolutely moronic. And watching these companies all trying to do it, to have to start from the ground up, it's so silly. Someone should just build something comparatively large to Stern Pinball and just have all these design houses feed into them. It's like movie production studios, right? There's movie production studios. Like you just become a pinball production factory. Uh, I think I just wore myself out today. I think the COVID just got to me. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 552 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm battling through this thing, man. It's killing me. It's killing me, but I still want to get you guys episodes. That's how committed I am to your twippy votes, people. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to episode episode 552 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. If you haven't voted for us in the Twippies, please do. Go to twippy.com. It's real easy. Cast your ballot. We will talk to you soon. I'm going to be back next week with my top 10 themes that should have been turned into pinball machines. Later. Let's do-